Episode 24 is called Wardrobe Top with Television Style Guru Ty Turner. Oh, guys, I'm a guru. Now, don't, I don't want to butcher it. It's, how do you pronounce your last name? So, the, the last name is pronounced Ampadu. Okay, Tysha Ampadu, a.k.a. Ty Turner, is <laughs> a celebrity wardrobe stylist and costume designer to the stars. Yes. With her background mainly in television, Ty's TV work credits include the BET Awards, Spring Bling, 106 in Park, and Rap City. Viacom shows such as Nick Cannon's Wild and Now, Uncommon Sense, Girl Code, Love and Hip Hop, The Reunion Series, etc. Plus, she's the reason Charlamagne the Guy stays fresh for all his major appearances and book covers. With a passion for clothing and dress as art, she understands that people see the clothes before they even hear you speak. Oh Welcome to the show, Ty. And the crowd. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is like amazing. Of course. This is Black Girl Magic. I'm telling you. You can tell, right? You see all this melanin magic over here? Girl. It's called sweat. Oh, I was like, girl, we just look good. It's called glow. I love it. (laughs) So the first part is called It's a Look segment. And I just want you to kind of like shout out somebody in the media that you felt like slayed this week or you were like super inspired (sighs) by this past week. Who did I feel slayed this week? Or somebody you slayed. I mean, slayer. well, it's, I've been doing like TV stuff and it's been light stuff because it's summertime, mm-hmm. but um, I've had my eye on Rihanna this week and a little bit of last week. Um, I know she did the pop-up for Fenty oh, nice. and she had like the cutest slip dress that had like drawstrings on the side. Nice. And then she also did something with um, Seth Rogen, his okay. late night show. Nice. Like she had like this cool like houndstooth. It was green and black. It was like a corset with the matching pants. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's a Fenty look, but it was great. And you know, she gave us a new look with braids, and her braids were red, which is black girl magic all the time. We love always. to switch up, and mm-hmm. I always appreciate Rihanna for that. Yes, I love her. I actually really love her. Style. Yeah, she will just give you dreads. She'll give you a short haircut. She'll give you anything, and and that's what it is. That's what the black girl magic is. Facts. Yeah. So, what was like the fuel series of events, all like inspiration, that led you to become a wardrobe stylist? It's so weird. It's hard to it's hard to describe because. As I get older, I see things come more full circle. Okay. So it would be things like my mom putting me in cute outfits and my best friend in, like, elementary school being super jealous. And I'm not understanding why. I'm like, my dress is nice. Your dress is nice, too. But Mm -hmm. looking back at the pictures, my dress was, like, something over the top. You know what I mean? So I've always been kind of into fashion and kind of I found it important. I just didn't really necessarily think I would become a wardrobe stylist. Okay. But you was always like into it. It just came like natural. Yeah, it kind of came natural. My Mm -hmm. mom was heavily into it. Both of my parents are from Ghana, West Africa. So they wore a lot of like kente cloths and stuff. But then my dad and my mom would also do a lot of European clothing. Nice. You know what I mean? So they would wear designers from London and my dad would be wearing like velour sweatsuits, you know what I mean? Because he was like... Oh, he was swagged out. Oh, yeah, he was, he was like one of those African men that felt like he was like a, an American. Okay. So he would wear a Lecoq sportif sweatsuit mm-hmm. and still turn around and throw on like a kente cloth when it was time for him to go to like a funeral or something traditional. So gotcha. I was able to see like the best of both worlds. But I noticed at one point I had an issue when... I was like in fifth grade and there'd be like a birthday party to go to or something and like out of nowhere 
I'd be like, okay, well, I need to find this particular gene and like a wife beater or something. Gotcha. But I would go crazy trying to find the shade of gene. If it wasn't like the right one. The right shade. I'd like the right from wash. Like, yeah, I'd, okay. have to, I'd go to like VIM and go get the, try to find the, the right wash from like Flatbush to Kings Plaza to downtown to Soho just to find one pair of jeans or oh, wow. one particular wash for the party. Gotcha. It's just a little weird. You right, know but I mean? that means you're just super particular. Yeah, super gotcha. particular, but mm. just that passion of trying to create that particular look and going that far to get the look complete mm-hmm. is something you wouldn't even think you would do in the fifth grade. True. But that's what I'm doing now yeah. at 30-something. You that's know what I mean? Song. I'm okay. running around trying to find a particular look. I got it. So it came. It comes full circle. circle. Definitely mm-hmm. does. Definitely yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. Who was the first person you styled? Um, and how did it make you feel? Um, I'm trying to think. The first person I styled, it might have been uh, Jalisa Bermudez, because okay. I started at BT. I started at the BT Network, mm-hmm. and um, there was a great guy named Llewellyn Jenkins. He's the one that actually put me on into just this whole TV game and wardrobing. And he, I was actually dressing Little Flip at the time. Actually, mm-hmm. maybe the first person I styled is Little Flip and Leah. Actually, no. let's go back. Okay. So there was an artist named Little Flip from Houston. I remember him. Yeah, super cute. Had mm-hmm. a song called Sunshine. Mm-hmm. He had an artist named Leah. Okay. And she was the girl that sang the hook on the show on the I song remember Sunshine. That song. Yes, and okay. I'm the person. She was my first client that I addressed. So I, I styled her for the videos, the covers, the performances. And the video was shot here in New York. No, the video was shot in Miami. In Miami, mm-hmm. okay. With no. Gil Green and Mount Little X. Nice. I like mm-hmm. Little X. I always love his, so his his point of view was yeah. like always super dope. Super, super dope. So, so that think, was like my first. And how did that like make you feel that you feel like, oh my God, I really did this shit? It's it's weird. I didn't really realize I really did it till I saw the video. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I really did this shit. Right. Sometimes when you're in certain things, you're so you're in you're so engulfed in the the process of it, mm-hmm. you're not even realizing you're doing things or you're making magic happen until it's done. Wow, you know. that's the type of feeling I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you uh, recommend school um, when it comes to like styling and stuff like that? I know they have a lot more out now. Like the uh, Misa Hilton has a style yeah. school. Then there's another style school. Do you recommend just like going out there and just like making the connections? I mean, you know, when it comes to things like school and education, there's always a cost that comes to it. Facts. Know? So if you can afford the cost, of course you should definitely go to school or, or educate yourself in what you're doing and and that's the purpose of school like the school part is the core foundation mm-hmm. where you'll know how to talk the, the the business talk and you'll know how to maneuver yourself in certain situations when certain opportunities come about mm-hmm. so that's why the school is necessary but the experience is way stronger Okay, you know? I, I I think so too. Yeah. I was thinking that and I'm like, I know they got these schools out there, but you know, you gotta pay for all yeah. of that. And sometimes it's better just to have the connections. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing about the school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your your network is what it is. Right. That, that's the purpose of school. So like, Misa Misa Hilton's school is amazing because she's creating this network of other people that are up and coming stylists and they're meeting designers and they're understanding the the actual core of the business so they're paying for the connections yeah yeah yeah. sometimes it's not enough to just be creative Mm -hmm. we're all creative we all have gifts but certain people you know with school comes the execution of it all gotcha you You, um you said you started off on 106 and park so have you ever worked with sam desilu 
I don't think so. Uh, the name uh, doesn't. The name sounds familiar. He's, he's. I think he's West African, so he's Nigerian. Really? Yeah, and I think he worked for B. He worked for One Hundred Six and Park hmm. for a while. Tall, he might have. He might have been there after I came. I came mm-hmm. like at the end of the Free and AJ okay. era. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was definitely after that. Yeah, and then I stayed on with Jalisa and a couple of other people. Yeah. No, that's, that's somebody vacuuming in the hallway. He was in there. <laughs> that just pissed me live from off. Brooklyn. <laughs> live, live from Brooklyn, y'all. Lord, live from Brooklyn. The nerve of these people. The audacity <laughs> <laughs> to be vacuuming and cleaning. <laughs> while I'm doing my podcast. They probably won't be able to hear it, though. Um, <laughs> um, what was your uh, biggest struggle when you first started out? Like, did you find it difficult to break into television? Um, no, no, no. Well, I didn't find it difficult to break into television because it kind of just happened. It okay. was an alignment. It's not something that I anticipated doing. I just happened to, like, you know, Little Flip had a performance with Leah at 106 and Park. I introduced myself to the fashion director, mm-hmm. who was Llewellyn Jenkins at the time. Okay. And I introduced myself, told him what I did, and I was like, hey, you know, if, you know, if things get slow, because, you know, most time when um, artists drop albums, sometimes if the album's not super successful, you're not working as much. Gotcha. So I kind of anticipated that. And I introduced myself, and he was like, oh, oh, we're getting a new slew of people. We're getting Melissa Ford, Jaleesa Bermudez, um, and a bunch of other new people. Is that when, like, Roxy came on, That's, too? like, okay. right before Terrence and Roxy. Like, But okay. they were like, oh, we're It's like an in-between stage. Yeah, we're looking that. for new hosts, okay. so we're mm-hmm. going to be looking for people. This was before Terrence and Roxy got found, but he was like, you know, BT is going to have a new wave of hosts since mm-hmm. Terrence and, uh, I mean, AJ, AJ and Free are out the door. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I would love for you to come on board. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, what are, I'll have to ask you, what are the trends for this summer? And like, the, uh, no, I don't care about fall yet. Because <laughs> summer just started. Like, right. summertime Brooklyn is just here. Like, what are the summer trends? Is there any certain colors or like I silhouettes? I mean, besides the neon being a craze, oh, that's, yeah. that's like the thing. I think that's the the standard one right now that Mm. everybody's on. But I've been Do you like it? I love it. I've been kind of chasing the neon trend Mm -hmm. since last year. Or maybe two years ago. All right. I would say two years ago because um, there was an artist named, uh, a designer named Heron Preston. He had a collaboration with this, um, with the New York Department of Sanitation. Okay. And he ended up doing a lot of, um, fusing a lot of designs with his design and the New York sanitation people. Mm-hmm. And you know how their, the clothes they wear are like highlighter vests, so it's like bright orange, bright green. That was like years ago. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And then I slowly started seeing like the street style influences rocking it and stuff gotcha do you feel that like customization is like taking over like the industry like people are really like honing in on how the things that are like one of a kind do you see that trend i definitely see that trend and Mm -hmm. i welcome it because i think that's a trend that's a core trend of who we are as a people Mm -hmm. and um as black fashion if there is a such thing as black fashion it is you know what i mean it is so um i definitely think that and i'm welcoming it because we were in the era of hip-hop when back in the day everything was customized like if it Mm. wasn't for customization we wouldn't know who dapper dan is facts you know so Mm. that's a blessing and i and i love it and i'm welcoming it because i'm seeing so many dope people do really cool things like Mm -hmm. fusing images and mixing threads and cloths and all kinds of things they're blowing my mind i stay on instagram just like stalking these young kids all the time that's why I go to for all my inspiration. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally, Instagram is key. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Do you uh, find it easier to work with women or men? 
oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I hate to say this because you know I'm I'm girl code all the way, but I, know. I I enjoy working with men. Okay, you know I think when it comes to women overall, putting on something and wearing something is an emotional thing. Of course, or it's a, an emotional slash psychological thing. Right, you have to kind of be in the mood to execute the look that you want to execute. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like women are. Our feelings are slightly more heightened. Okay. You know what I mean? We're conscious about a lot of things. You know, we might be conscious about our breasts. We might be conscious about our hips and something. As opposed to a guy who just wants to get it done. Right. So he'll just, you'll just lay it out. He's like, oh, cool. That's what you want me to wear? All right, cool. Done. Right. No problem. You know Yeah, what men I mean? don't give you as many problems yeah. as women. <laughs> but women, it'll be like, like, I've had clients where she was on the phone with her boyfriend, got into a fight, and now he doesn't want her to wear a skirt. What? Yeah, like weird things like that. You know what I mean? And you're like, so you're not gonna wear a skirt today? Really? Right. Like, we, we I wish a nigga would look. tell me what I can and, and cannot like, no, wear. He doesn't like my legs to show that short, and I, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like but so you know, anti that. Like, I, I probably have, I've had like a couple boyfriends that like am over the yeah. course, like have said stuff to me, and my whole neck just gets completely crooked. I'm like, yeah, how? How when you didn't buy it? Right. And bruh. Bruh, I got a degree in design in clothing. Please believe it. You can't tell me nothing about clothing. Like you cannot speak to me yeah. about clothing. I've had at those all. Like I can wear whatever I want whenever I feel mm-hmm. like it. And any insecurities that you have is your problem. Yep. But I, I am. It's not even a conversation to me. It's a side eye. Like, yeah, like who are you talking? Oh, we to? not gonna have that. We who just not even gonna to talk me? about that. You're not gonna tell me what I can and cannot uh, wear. I've had that situation a couple of times with women. Mm-hmm. And then you know, that's for the insecure man. Yeah, and then sometimes it's just we just bloated. It's the fifteenth of the month. And right. I'm bloated, and I don't want to wear you know mm-hmm. some loose jeans. So it's a lot easier with men as opposed to women. True. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, it's like a it's a two edged sword too as a woman in mm-hmm. the industry because sometimes you have to be too sexy or you can't be too sexy enough. There's always something with that as opposed to men. Right, they never have to they have that, yeah, that line barrier. Yeah, they're not barrier. prejudged based on what they're wearing, unfortunately. True. So. Do you find it hard to, like, find and retain clients? Like, do you often have, like, budget, like issues with, like, people's budgets and stuff? Yes, I, I definitely <laughs> have issues with people's budgets. For mm-hmm. me, personally, I love um, the stylists that work with musicians, but my love came in with um, TV, okay. wardrobe, um, and working with corporate clients, only because... That card is right there. Like mm-hmm. I'll, like I did the um, the Fifty Cent um, uh, series a while ago, and it 50 was Central? awesome. Yeah, Fifty okay. Central. Okay. And it was great. And it was like, here's the card. It's eighty grand an episode. Spend that and do what you gotta do. Like it's never an issue Ooh. because there's a corporate card attached, mm-hmm. as opposed to the music industry sometimes. And I think it's gotten smaller and smaller. But you know, they kind of want you to squeeze. 2500 for a video for four looks but you know the client wants to wear nothing but louis vuitton and gucci and that's not what it's going to cost right you know and you could pull it at best but even if you pulled it if it's at risk of being damaged or something you know so there's a little bit more of a liability high-end stores like that like do they allow you to pull like a certain amount like it's a cutoff or it depends on who it's for it, it, it depends on who it's for mm-hmm. most of the time it's a it's a cutoff so 
let's say it's like someone as, as dope as a Rick Ross, they might just say, hey, we're going to give you 10 pieces. Okay. Let him borrow it and then bring it back. But then at the same time, if Rick loves it, well, actually, Rick Ross is not a great example because he has money to buy probably the whole store. Right. But you get a lot of rappers that are still on the come up or artists that are on the come up and want to wear the type of stuff Rick Ross is wearing, but they may not have the budget because the facade is to look the, the part before you become the part. Of course. So you find yourself on a bare budget, but the person has caviar taste. Mm. And now you're stressed out. So <clears throat> for me, I made the decision super early to focus on the niche of wardrobe and television. you know costume design and television. Yeah, because I, yeah, I know music. Yeah, I know music can be Tax. It's taxing. Yeah, I know it, and then they don't be wanting to pay them. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel that it becomes taxing, you know. And I know now there's a thing where it's kind of like a 360 deal, where they just will give you 2,500 for like four videos, and mm. you're like, mm. and then also for me, I I want to see my name in a credit. Right. But you how do you mean? make if they? So 2,500 is the budget. Mm. That's not including your price. That is including your price. Really? Mm -hmm. So I mean, and that's but, just a vague number. It might, let's just say it's thirty-five. But mm -hmm. ideally, if you're a well-known stylist and super established, your day rate is about seven fifty. Okay. If you're doing well, you okay. know what I mean. You want to ask for seven fifty for the bottom, just for your services. Yeah, just oh. for your services. Okay. And the bottom part would probably be like six hundred a day if that's the low ball. If you're not as established, mm -hmm. but the the key is you're really getting paid for your relationships. So mm. it's assumed like, hey, Tom, I'm going to give you 3500 I want you to pull looks. If you're doing it the right way, you'll be able to borrow it based on your relationship and not really spend too much money. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And then mm. return it. But if it gets damaged or ruined and that one jacket is $8,000, now mm. you're in the hole. Mm. You know what I mean? Because somebody in the entourage wanted to try the jacket on while you were in the trailer or the jacket got damaged or something like that. And that you know happens I mean? often? <clears throat> it happens. It's not, it doesn't happen often, but it's not impossible. You gotcha. know what I mean? Or, you know, the video set, you know, that they needed it again or whatever the case may be. So, gotcha. yeah, it happens. Um, would you say, uh, what would you say is the hardest part about breaking into the fashion industry as an African-American female? Um, I'm trying to think. The hardest part. Like, have you ever faced any, like, backlash or adversity? No, everyone's been, I mean, in the beginning, you kind of have your setbacks as far as um, people not being as open to you, not being willing to lend to you or something like that. But mm -hmm. I think it's getting a lot better. Okay. You know, I do believe that it's even tougher. Like being black in fashion is one thing, but it's also a bigger situation when you're trying to go into the Calvin Klein showroom and you. they're looking at you like, what? Who you here for and they don't want to give you the clothes for the particular client but that client okay. likes calvin klein but okay. she's not big enough you know what i mean or they're only dressing one black girl that they think fits the facade of the calvin klein brand, of the calvin mm. klein brand. and they'll you know say okay well, that person you're trying to uh, style or your dress is not like our like our right. customer yeah. our, our target market right. even though she shops it and everything but that's not what we like and they reserve that right but that becomes a little more taxing that's the bigger issue mm -hmm. but being black in fashion i do think right now um it's a little better than as it far was as fashion. yeah the networking like people are supporting black stylists are supporting black designers black designers are supporting stylists and mm -hmm. graphic artists like we're all supporting each other uh -huh. so now um there's a good flow and a harmony 
Gotcha. Happening, you know. I'm glad. Yeah. So, do you have any? I always ask. This is segment two. Um, it's called the fashion story segment. Oh. So you can give me either a success story that you learned something from, okay. or a disaster story that you was taught like a very good lesson and you also learned something oh, from. I'm trying to think of a good success. I don't always. I don't know, like to say. Oh, everything is a disaster, but like yeah. one or the other, whichever one you feel was like. Damn, like I really learned something from that experience. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think because I've had so many. I'm. I'm like success or disasters. Both. <laughs> both. Both. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, the success stories have been really cool. Um, I know with me meeting Charlemagne, Charlemagne is one of my most loyal clients. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also like a really good friend, and I'm friends with his family. Like, he's got his wife too? Uh, from time to time. Okay, from time nice. to time. She'll, like, now she kind of knows she has her own groove, but she'll still call me and be like, yo. Should I do this dress or do that dress? I'm like, do that one. But if we're using Charlemagne's money, buy both. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But um, he's been like one of my biggest success stories outside of the career of just doing things with TV and MTV and stuff. He's been my most successful because he's been really loyal. Mm -hmm. And we started like maybe 10 or 8 years ago at um, Hip Hop POV which was a late night talk show hip hop talk show on MTV Okay, and it was featuring Amanda Seals Charlemagne the God Debbie Brown I love Debbie Mm -hmm. Brown Debbie Brown hi Deb Um, I got um, her book on my coffee table really? Crystal Bliss she's super dope she's Mm -hmm. always been super spiritual Mm -hmm. Um, and then um, Boo Thamon I believe I'm I'm hoping I'm saying his name right that's Akon's brother okay so it was great because it was all these different characters or these different positions within the music industry and Samaya. So it was a writer. Debbie was the radio person. Shar was a radio person. Amanda was like the comedic personality. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah. And then Boo was the A&R executive. Gotcha. So it was like four or five of them and I had to dress them. And that morphed into a bunch of other things with Charlemagne and I. And, you know, being able to see like his success with the books and the book covers. I'm like, wow, this is... I'm out here doing my damn thing. <laughs> yeah, this ain't yes. that. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a major disaster. I've learned, there's been so many. I've learned that a lot. I've never had like major disasters where I'm like, oh my God. It'll be something like a shoe is missing and I mm-hmm. have to like fast think. But I'm I'm from the hood. I'm a, like, I'm a hood chick. You from Turner Place. <laughs> I know, you know what I'm saying? I uh-huh. know how to kind of uh-huh. turn, like, you know, apples into oranges. It's just something black people do. Mm-hmm. So if if, a, if another shoe is missing, then I've got another one on the sideline. But I'm trying to think of a major disaster story, and I wish I could say I had one, but I don't. I can't think of Good, one. but that's a good thing. Yeah. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I Okay, can. all right. So that means Madge is acting a little yeah. funny. I'm sure I have one, but it's... it's Girl, it's better than... Remember. Success is better than disaster, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So, um, do you find it difficult to partner with other stylists? Like, is it difficult to tell, like, a story when there's, like, two different visions? Um, it's not difficult to tell a story with two different visions, um, especially if you respect the stylist. Okay. So, for me, whoever I tend to do collaborations with, I already respect them to a high level that there's never a disconnect on how we see things. It's more like a, oh, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? Like, we both have a a common respect for each other. Mm -hmm. So when it's time to come to the table, it really is a flow and a harmony. So it really is about respect. I've never had, like, 
a big issue with another stylist on a show or a set where I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, like Nick Cannon and I, when I was doing um, Wild and Out at the time, <coughs> his stylist, mm -hmm. his stylist's name is Katra. She's been with him for years. Like, it's always been. Styling him? Styling him. He be looking him. crazy as fuck sometimes. You know what? She, she does a really good job. She's great. Nick has a very, I don't wanna, I don't know if it's like an exotic, Taste, sense, taste. That little like turban he, He's very flamboyant. Okay, I'm like, cause that turban stage, I'm like, what is this? What I is he doing? I love the turban stage. It was, though. I don't know, maybe he would, I mean, cause you know in their jokes too though, because they used to be getting his ass on the show. The and I was like, oh my God, like they used to have me dying. Yes. Like, they so funny. And it's, I'm just like, they the be jokes. coming after him. They would come, but they don't get him. But mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been around him around the scenes to, behind the scenes to know that that was a, pro that was a process of his self-awareness and self-acknowledgement because mm -hmm. he was learning more and more about himself and just who he is as a black man and things like that and you kind of go into you saw it through your clothes and you saw it through his clothing gotcha. you know what i mean and he still sticks to it from time to time but he definitely has like a super flamboyant personality mm -hmm. when it comes to his wardrobe so he's rocking diamond louboutins mm -hmm. you know what i mean but he works super hard but I say that to say that his stylist and I, when we would have um, sit-downs and talk about the Wild Out Girls or Nick or the rest of the cast, it was always a harmonious flow. And that's that nice. was always just me calling her like, hey, um, do you have a silk screener for this? And she would be like, yeah, call this guy. She would be like, hey, do you have uh, blah, blah, blah for this person? Yep, let me text it to you now. So, I got a silk screen machine in my house, too. Ooh, I have uh, one off. I just I only can do one at a time, though. Anytime really? I got that big one, I only can do one silk. So you know how to... Yeah, I, I took ah, printmaking, yeah. Damn. <laughs> and I bought, the, I bought all the equipment, too, so that I could do it at home. So. I may have to take classes from you. Yeah. Girl, okay. you know I teach. <laughs> so um, a lot of, like, your background is, uh -huh. like, I feel like, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Because I wrote this question, but then I thought about it, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> but I said a lot of your background seems like it's, like, more in, like, African-American, like, urban culture. Like, a uh -huh. lot of the shows are, like, more urban-based. And um, I was just wondering, do you plan on, like, stepping into new markets? Well, or it, do you prefer to, like, stay with the culture? It, it's <laughs> interesting. I am, I don't have a, there isn't a breakdown to, like, who I'll be working with. Mm -hmm. I don't have it on my Instagram, but I have done a lot of um, corporate clients that are of, um, you know, that Caucasian, Caucasian <laughs> descent. Uh, Caucasian descent. You know, I've worked with brands like ESPN. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of stuff with the Disney Channel. Oh, nice. Yeah, like we're getting ready to do the Descendants 3. They're getting ready to drop the Descendants 3. And they're going to have like a big GMA performance. But nice. I did their first, their second one, and they, I did their first one. So there's a couple of clients that I've had. I've done stuff with... Um, MSNBC and stuff. I just don't put it up. A she for the culture. You ain't got to. <laughs> I'm for the culture, but I'm also lazy. Right. So like, I'll take on all these commercials and things like that, and I don't ever post it on the gram because I get annoyed with trying to figure out the captions and stuff. Okay. Like I just like did I a Sprite commercial. Yeah, I just did a Sprite commercial with the. Um, oh, what are those guys? It's four guys. They're comedians. Um, oh, what is the what it's it's three white guys. I mean, four white guys. It's like four white guys. And they always doing Island. pranks and shit yes. like that. Yes. I don't know their names. Impractical Jokers. Okay, yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I know exactly who they are. Yeah. So they're, they're you know, um, Sprite is one of my clients and Impractical Jokers. We do commercials with them all the time. Nice. So I do have like a, a pretty broad Resident. catalog, yes. but it looks like yes. I did mostly urban. Because that's the one because I Because that's the one she want to promote. Yeah, that's the I one I can shimmy with. Right. I feel you. Yeah. Um, 
Well, for your corporate clients, like like will be like individual clients. Yeah, okay. every individual. But there's also production companies that I work with too, and gotcha. they get those clients. So my question is, like, do you have to deal with, like, women that's transitioning, like, from buying their own clothes into, like, working with a stylist? Like, is that sometimes a difficult transformation where, like, they just, I guess, are a little bit more resistant because they're just so used to shopping in a certain way? Um, I don't, it depends. Some, Some girls or some women are like that, but most of the ones that I've come across, like, for me, like, the clients that I've had, they've been like A&R executives, they've been like production managers, they've been like top TV executives where mm-hmm. they don't have the time. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it's funny, I've been able to catch, be a part of that cluster mm-hmm. of women where they're just busy running, the, they're running the show. Like um, there's uh, one of the ladies at Viacom, she's one of our like big, big executives, her name is Nina, and she's super busy and she's like, hey Ty, you know, I'm going to the Christmas party, I need to look for this. Or I'm going to Dear Mama, because she kind of runs MTV and VH1. Okay. <clears throat> and she's like the head chick in charge. She runs it all. Um, and she'll call me, and I'll be like, all right, I'll grab you something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, for me, the women that I've had, when they've sought out after me, it was because they really needed it. So it wasn't really a struggle. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Good. I yeah. can't wait to get my stuff together. <laughs> I'm like, Ty, come check, tell me, look at this rack. And it's crazy because, you know, now that we're living in this visual world Mm -hmm. and everything is a picture and a facade, it's even more important for people to have a look, more or less. You know what I mean? So it's everyone from Beyonce to an executive. Girl, that's my hashtag sometimes. Like, it's a look. It's it's a look. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, and the the look carries. Pictures last forever. Definitely. So, So... I feel like we already did this. I said, let's talk about some of the shows you've been on, which we have. But oh, like, yeah. what is your favorite? My favorite show? Yeah, what's your favorite show, hands down, like to wardrobe through costume <clears throat> horror? Just one. You only could pick one. Damn, I've had a lot. I know, but you only could pick one that is your favorite. Like the people, the like just the entire experience. Like just that one that was like, damn, I really enjoyed that. It's probably gonna be. I it might have to can I do two? Yes, yeah, fine. Okay. <laughs> one of them has to be one. The second one's got to be the second one. Okay, Wild and Out. Okay. Because the amount of talent that you experience on that show. Yes. It's great. Like, those those people are so talented, so funny. And nobody knows, like, when you see these episodes, we're shooting, like, 24 episodes in, like, one week. So that's two shows a day. Sometimes Ooh. three shows a day. And, y'all just ha- and how do people come? In? I need to. I want to be in the audience. Yeah, well, I mean, now they're in Atlanta. I mm-hmm. think they may move to L.A. or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but they come in waves. Okay. So basically, you would either come for the 2 o'clock show or mm-hmm. the 6 o'clock show. Okay. But that's a lot mm-hmm. having to be funny and make people laugh, you know, at 2 o'clock and then relax have a meal and then do it again at six o'clock. That is. You know what I mean? And try and find that 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 leverage to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're feeding off the, the audience's energy. Right. But DC is a, a fucking He's star. hilarious. DC is a motherfucking star. <laughs> uh Carlos Miller, Chico yeah. Bean. I really Man like Holla, um I Charlie like, Clips. Like <clears throat> I like so many. you know what I'm saying? I like Hitman Holla. Yeah, Hitman like Holla's dope. Well yeah. I mean he's like He's, He's a like the cute rapper that also does comedy. You don't, mm-hmm. even, you don't even see a lot of that. Right, out exactly. Here. You know what I mean? And like I love Justine, too. I love Justine. She's her, especially she uh, pick up and kill it. She is so good at that. I just love her because she holds her own as a girl. Mm-hmm. And a non-black girl. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, she, she does. actually holds it down. I literally was just texting her yesterday. Mm-hmm. She was going to a boat party and I was like, which one should I wear? I was like, wear this one. <laughs> yes. But so, Maybe so send them invoices like, when they do that? <laughs> no, I just do it just to do it because I like clothes. Of course. Um, but um, that's like my number one because to see the amount of talent and then to see the people morph into the stars that they've become, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. Yeah, to um, see that whole world. Yeah. yeah. And that's, why just, I make, that's why I like making clothes. Like, yeah, I see the visions and then just see them to go from like, this idea in their head. I love progression. I love, love it. it. It's like amazing. So to see that, that was cool. Um, I think my other one, it didn't last long. It was the reboot of TRL, which oh, came okay. on with MTV. And DC was the, and DC the host, was the right? Host. Okay. And I just, I just loved to dress in him. There was another girl named Tamara mm-hmm. um, Diaz who was really, really good. Tamara Diaz, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in LA now, but she was really cool to dress. And they really just kind of went with whatever my, myself and my partner Ali Kina wanted to go with. You know nice. I mean? It's like, like very hey, open. Super open. DC would like, he would barely come in some days. He'd be like, yeah, I'm about to go take a nap. <laughs> just just <laughs> tell me what I'm aware. Yeah, he really mm-hmm. trusted us. So That's what's up. It was really, really, really good. And nice. it, it just didn't morph into what we wanted it to morph into. But DC is like a star. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. he is. I seen his little video with that girl. Which one? It's a, I don't, he's singing. And his daughter's so cute. He's singing on, I forgot the name of the song, but he's well, he singing. Well, he sings. Yeah, I didn't know that until I seen this video, and I'm like, what the hell? DC, and that's <laughs> And he can actually sing. And he's I was multi-talented. Like, like, he's from the church. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's a church boy. So, oh, my yeah, God. He's from the church. Funny as hell. Uh-huh, Bring that so, ass here. <laughs> you gotta see it. There's, I think what? on my Instagram, there's one where he was in the studio, and he was just freestyling, playing the drums. Like, mm-hmm. He is multifaceted like a motherfucker. That's what's up. He, yeah. That reminds me like a young Jamie Foxx. Yes. Funny as hell. Can sing. Can sing. Like, can act. Right. Like, can do it all. He does like, it all. Yeah. He, he does it all. He's That's what's star. up. Mm-hmm. Um, what are three items that every woman needs in her closet this summer? <clears throat> This summer? This just this summer. We only gonna focus on summer right now. It's too <laughs> early for fall. Nick, we need people shopping right now. <laughs> okay. Um, definitely something white. Okay. White dress, a white blouse, something white. Anything white is, is great for her to have this summer. Um, I would say a good mule. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Because who got time to be in, like, big-ass heels on a Girl. summer day in hot, dirty New York City? It's <laughs> true. On Dirty Canal Street. <laughs> you know this is a fact. So, so a mule is cool. And then um, I'm trying to think of what else would be a, a good a one. A mule, something white. Yeah, a, a mule, something white. And then just like a pretty dress. Okay. Yeah. I think like a maxi? Pretty, yeah, a maxi, maxi is cool. I got a, a whole closet cool. full of them. Yep. But for me, I know with, like when it comes to shopping and summertime, I don't even put that much money into my wardrobe. Same. Because it's summertime. It's so you want to go to a vintage store get a couple cool dresses, something pretty with some flowers, get it altered to fit you, mm-hmm. things like that. Maybe make a couple of cool purchases of heels and maybe like a clutch or something like that. But Keep it simple. Yeah, keep it super simple with mm-hmm. white beaded jeans. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my look the whole summer. Yeah, I literally was Maxi dresses running and like around. jeans and t-shirts. Yeah, like I was literally running around yesterday looking for white beaders. They were mm-hmm. sold out everywhere. Girl, just want some cute. Hood the dudes shit. is bad. I'm like the dudes is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> okay. So, um, I just feel like you have so many achievements and uh-huh. so many accomplishments it's and stuff so like that. Weird. So, like, what's next for you? Like, what's the next vision? Like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, in the next five years, I definitely see myself. I'll probably I'll be doing wardrobe, but maybe not as much. It won't be me 
all the time with a wardrobe rack or whatever. It's I, I have a team of people. I have a company called the Style Hat Club. Okay. So the Style Hat Club, Club. Yeah, it's cute. It's, yeah, it's a bunch of like cool that. stylists that are a part of my, it's like an agency essentially. Okay. And we offer all things wardrobe, which is like dressing people. Um, so if you call me, like right now, Gia Peppers mm-hmm. just booked us for, to dress her for the BT Beast Awards. Awards. So she's in LA. I'm here, but I just booked somebody out there to make sure she's okay to get her dressed out there. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just people that need wardrobe all the time, whether you're on camera or behind the scenes, like everybody wants to look good. So that's what the Style High Club is. And we also cater to like production companies. So if you're doing like short films or commercials, you know, to hit me up and I'll just come with the whole team. That's what's and we'll up. And stuff. Yeah. So we got that. That's my girl, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have, um, we are the thread podcast, which is what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. It basically is something similar to this where I'm going to sit down and have conversations with, um, people that are the thread of fashion, style, and just entertainment. Nice. Yeah. So I it's like literally that. yeah, it's great because for me the concept is going to be me talking to everyone from a designer to the marketing guru of Champion. Oh, nice. And how Champion became a big deal out of out you know since years of like not doing great. Or just the person that connected Beyonce with Adidas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These yeah. people need these people have stories to tell, and they're very much the thread of style and culture. And I'm going to talk to a credit card scammer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is all real talk. Like, <laughs> I need to know. You know what I mean? We're going to talk to credit card scammers. I'm going to talk to the top-selling salesperson at Barney's. And, right. You know what I mean? Because you're thinking he's just a regular sales guy, and he made half a million dollars. True. You know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. you know, the point is, I I just want to pique the interest of people and let our followers know that there is a whole genre of positions out here that you could be doing that contributes to style. Like, I know I have a friend. You need to be recording here. (laughs) You know what? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I have a friend um, named And he's seven days a week. Really? Yeah, you can schedule anytime. I just do Sundays because it's easier for me, but you can schedule. Really? I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely try it. I have a guy named Alvin. He's about, like, around 27 or something. Mm -hmm. He works at Cartier. Oh, You know what I mean? Jewelry designing and stuff. And it's like, you would never know about him. And it sucks, like... You never know about us unless we're written up in Vogue. And mm-hmm. All the behind the scenes yeah. people. Yeah, and there's, you know, the head male editor, Mobilaji, he's a black Nigerian guy from nice. Brooklyn. You know what I nice. mean? But you wouldn't know that unless, you you know, you see him written up. So there's so many there's so many cool stars within the game of fashion or the, the but culture. But they're behind the scenes. They're so behind you the place scenes them and together. you need to know that they exist in case this is something you want to get into. Because right. if I knew that I, I existed that. in the fifth grade, I might have been something even grander, right. you know, but I True. didn't really know it till like my twenties. Well, in due yeah. time, but it's yeah, nice yeah. to be able to put that information out like now, you know. I yeah, love that. I inspire. Yeah. So the last segment before we end out is uh, like any exhibits, e uh, events, readings, like your current muse, anything you want to put out there that you think people should see or read. Or anything. Oh, um, well, right now I'm watching something called The Creative Mind okay. on Netflix. Um, Khalees is one of the people that are on there mm-hmm. I think it's another gentleman I, he might be from the Wu-Tang Clan creative I'm not sure mind. but it's called the create the creative mind or the creative brain okay. and it really just talks about how um, we're growing and you're moving up to the next level and sometimes that could be challenging mm-hmm. and it's only because your mind is so creative you're not able to kind of like break that glass ceiling 
so it's always like important to push through it's really cute it's on it's on netflix um as far as exhibits go Fashion Week is going to be coming up soon. I'm going to try and look into that. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of my boys. Um, they're out of London. They're mm-hmm. African. It's called Art Comes First. Nice. It's a dope brand. Um, they're coming to New York in July, so hopefully I'll be able to see them and connect with them. And, nice. you know, I don't know. I kind of want to do, like, a pop-up dinner or something. something okay. Kinda cool, that would be dope. Yeah, yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, right now I'm really focusing on the podcast. Because nice. I want to get that done. Um, Mike B, he's a stylist. He's my first guest. Mm-hmm. He worked on the Groovy Lou, which okay. is one of... I like, know Groovy. He's, yeah, you know Groovy's Groovy. Like a, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Groovy's a legend. Right, you absolutely. Know, an urban legend. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you know him, you know him. If you don't, then... Look him up. Google him. He's right. Google. But um, I have a good conversation with um, Mike B, and we talk about everything from how he started with Groovy and Puffy, mm-hmm. and how Puffy even got his name as Puff Daddy, to... The day that Biggie passed away, and wow. the you know the shoes they didn't have shoes that fit his foot, mm. and it's in the movie. Like when yeah, you I remember shoot, that part. Yeah, and he talks about how the shoes didn't fit the foot, and how they ran to Barney's to get another pair, and Big was like, "Nah, I don't like these," and he was like, "Yo, I could give it, Mike, you could have them," and Mike's like, "That's the last thing I." I had from him, and mm-hmm. then he would pass. So it's it's just like a lot of cool stories. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> it's gonna be really good, and okay. it's it's a it's a three parter. So it's like a digital week of just drops and quotes and stuff that we put on the gram just to get the buzz going, and a small like like a small video teaser. And gotcha. then the second week we drop the actual podcast, and then the third week there's like a Q and A. Girl, yeah, well, you could come. You and, yeah, it's invite only. There'll be like cute eats and bites and music, and you okay. can ask the person questions. Oh, I better get an invite. Podcast. Oh, she's definitely there. <laughs> like, I need an invite to this. <laughs> she's I need definitely to, there. I need to be in there. It's, it's going to be cute. So That's I'm working excited. on that and getting that oh, done. Oh, wow. Yeah, you so. got so much stuff going like to look forward to. Congrats. Know, this is amazing. I can't wait. To, <laughs> I cannot wait to see this. I, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I think it's going to be really, really dope. And dope. I know a lot of cool people. So Yes, you do. Yeah. I need your network. I'm, I'm like, I'm low key. I didn't realize I knew a lot of cool people till the other day. I went to my homegirl Tiffany's birthday party mm-hmm. and everybody's eating. Charlemagne walked in with his wife because he knows her as well. Mm-hmm. We all eat and laughing, listening to music. And then Andre 3000 just walks in uh-huh. and everyone's like, oh, pass the potatoes. Like, <laughs> like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just like, See, I need to be invited to these dinners. Girl, it was at the Soul House. I'm your plus one. (laughs) It was cute. It was at the Soul House. house. Yeah, Mm -hmm. super cute. It was like 20 of us, but Andre was just chilling with us and laughing and listening to like Frankie Beverly and Mays. I love Frankie Beverly and Mays. And dancing to the Beyonce version and the electric slide. It was really, really cute. That's what's up. That's That's amazing. Yeah, like. You know all the people. (laughs) He was, it's dope. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming and thank, thank you, you for, for joining. Of course, me. I've been waiting. I'm like, I need to get town this podcast. We I need to talk. We need to chop it up, girl. It ain't been that long. It, it was, was like so two months. It went. It went by so fast. Yeah, it's only an hour. Yeah, we wow. right at the mark. It's three o'clock. We right Already? on point. Already? Yeah. Look like, at that. Yep. Wow. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. I'm gonna make sure I put all of Ty's contact information yes. in the show notes. That way, guys can follow her and keep up with her, and Absolutely. you know, take some of her suggestions. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. Bye, y'all. <laughs>